Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast that celebrates films we reckon might be underrated or underseen. I'm your host for this week, Alice Oliver. With me, as always, is Josh Hallam. And he chose the film this week and he went with The World Is Not Enough from 1999. So let's get to it. So then, Josh, is this a first? Is this the first <laughs> James Bond film that we've done here? It is the indeed is the enough? first James Bond film. Could be the last James Bond <laughs> film. <laughs> Let's see um, how it goes. Depending on, on, on your action. But yes, it is indeed. It is indeed. Oh, very interesting. So the film is The World Is Not Enough. It's from 1999. So spoiler warning, listeners, if you haven't seen it. So, Josh, do tell. What is the film about? I mean, I can hazard a guess it's a James <laughs> Bond film. Uh, but why did you pick it? That is what I am the most interested to know. Yeah, so, okay. So I'm not going to go into the plot too much. You know, it's a Bond film. It follows the <laughs> Bond formula. There you go. There's, there's James Bond, there's a baddie. He does some action, he does some shagging. You know, it's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a Bond film. That's yeah. that's what it's that's you know that's what it's about. Why did I pick it? Okay, so this this could go badly wrong for me okay. in picking this right. for two reasons. A, you might hate it, and B, it might be quite close to my heart in such a degree that I cannot actually justify why I picked it. But I'm gonna okay. have a go. All right. So I've always avoided. We've always avoided picking big franchise films or, mm-hmm. or ones that you feel like other podcasts and other media have really trodden over. And, you know, James Bond is one of them. There are lots and lots of great James Bond podcasts that probably cover this stuff in much more detail and much more eloquently than I'm going to do now. But so the reason I've picked it, I'm a huge Bond fan, right? Mm-hmm. It was the first franchise I got into. It holds a really, really dear place in my heart. And I've been thinking about picking up well, no, because we'd avoid picking um, franchises. It never really come into my mind to pick it. Anyway, I was I've been thinking about it a while, and I thought, you know what? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not pick something like this? Yeah. Because the thing is, if with you the can Bond make the films, argument. If you can yeah. make the argument, then go for it. And and the thing is with the Bond films is they're not well, with the exception of the Daniel Craig ones. There's no real through link, so okay. you can pick any of them, and they are their own story, and that's it. So it's not like something like the Marvel films where you might have had to have seen all these films for Endgame to make sense. You know, you can watch James, you can watch The World Is Not Enough and having never seen any other Bond film and you're not going to be like, what's going on? I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't get it. And so I went through the critical perception of a few Bond films knowing that I thought maybe I should pick one. And I saw that this one was either the lowest rated James Bond film or one of the lowest oh. and I think there's I think that's unfair so I think it's underrated okay. look it's not it's not underseen it's a James Bond film 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's not underseen. Yet. You'd be hard pushed to say it's underseen. I do think it's underrated. This is the first James Bond film I saw in the cinema. Okay. And like I said, it's the first um, franchise that I really, really got into when I was a kid mm-hmm. through my through my dad. Um, and I've seen every James Bond film ever since. It was the first time. And wow. um, and I, should, I probably shouldn't admit this because you know I might get arrested. <laughs> but this is my experience, and a lot of people have had this of. Um, having to practice your age to get into a film because it's a 12 and I think ah. I was nine. I think it was nine oh when God. it came out. So, <laughs> so my, you know, my parents were doing that thing of going, and when were you born? And I'm like 19, <laughs> so 87 funny. or whatever it was. Uh. Um, so anyway, so that's what I picked it because the long and short of it is I've picked it because I think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is very, you know, sort of close to my heart. So I'm both interested and nervous to see what you mm-hmm. think about it. So in general, are you a Bond fan? Do you like the Bond films? Have you seen any of the Bond films? So growing up, I saw. I think I saw a couple of the Piers Brosnan ones, uh, just kind of indifferent. Probably to the Welsh them. ones as well. Um, the, huh? Probably the, the Welsh ones as well. What Welsh ones? <laughs> Timothy Dalton, he's Welsh. What? Yeah. What? Oh, I didn't know. Where's he from? <laughs> Um, Find out now. If it's I, North Wales, he's my <laughs> new hero. I had no I idea. He was Welsh. Is he really from. Welsh? Yeah. Timothy oh Dalton's my Welsh. God. Where is Timothy Dalton <laughs> from? Bear with me, listeners. Colwyn Bay. He's yeah. from Colwyn Bay. <laughs> This what? is Alice finding out live on the podcast that one of the James Bond actors is from That's Colwyn crazy. Bay. Hey, so not only is from Colwyn Bay, he was born in the in the same year as my dad. Is that? Is oh my he, god, they might have known each other. They might have known each other. This is wild. So for our Welsh listeners, I'm from. I'm from Denby, just down the road from Colwyn Bay. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I'm going to go and watch all the Timothy Dalton James Bonds now. <laughs> well, I have well, to. It won't take you long. I will. <laughs> There's only two of them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Wow, what a moment. Um, so, where was I? Uh, uh, so, oh, you yeah. asked on James see, Bond. See the Pierce Brosnan ones. Wasn't that asked? But um, I, do, do, I do find something quite... Um, interesting and entertaining about Daniel Craig as James Bond. Yeah, so I see Casino yeah. Royale and I quite like that. Quantum of Solace, I didn't rate. Spectre, I didn't rate. Skyfall, I went to see in the cinema twice oh. and I thought that was really, really good. Mm. Um, and then I haven't seen uh, No Time to Die yet. So I'm kind, for the most part, kind of indifferent to James Bond. I'm not okay. rushing to go and see it when they come out, but I completely understand that there is a huge market for it and that this is such a beloved character for so many mm. people. I was going to ask you who your favourite James Bond is, but I'm guessing by Timothy default... Timothy Dalton, uh, Josh. <laughs> I'm going to... It's, it's Timothy Dalton. I don't I've, know always, you, I've always said he, I've always he said. has the intensity of the character from the books. I've always um, said. So are we, are we talking your favourite one apart from Timothy Dalton? <laughs> It's um, Daniel I Craig. Mean, it is. It, it's got to be Daniel Craig, but only because I haven't seen Sean Connery. I haven't seen Roger Moore. Like right. I, I'm not. I'm just not familiar enough with no, the rest of no. them. But I do. I prefer Daniel Craig to Piers Brosnan. I like Daniel Craig as an actor. Anyway, he is also. He's from like just outside of Cheshire, so not too far from me as well. So you know, I'll, I'll take that. And I went to college with his half brother. So there you go. Uh, so learning a little is bit more your about me. like of the James Bond actor? informed mainly by where they're from. So is it like uh, the further away from 100%. North Wales? So George Lazenby, who's Australian, he's knackered, isn't he? He's bottom. Oh, can't, it, who's, I mean, um, who is George? Like, no what's one even Welsh knows about who that? he is. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, New South Wales in Australia. Not, not that to touch. <laughs> oh. 
So there, that's the... <laughs> yes, so sort of indifferent to James Bond in general, I would say. So. Oh, God, I'm so, like... I'm so I'm do you nervous. want me to say what I go thought? Go on, yeah, or... go on. What did you All think right. of this one? So, oh, God. I thought it was okay. <laughs> okay. Right. I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I definitely didn't hate it. It didn't blow me out the water. No. Yeah. Oh, if you've yeah. seen it, that's quite... Yeah, it's like uh, submarines like, in it and stuff. Yeah. And speedboats yeah, like, and that. Speedboats and stuff, yeah. Um, but it was all right. And and it was entertaining. It was fun. It was, you know, some great action sequences in there that I yeah. thought were really entertaining and really well put together. Um, so, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised, I think. I had sort mm. of... I wouldn't even say low expectations. I just thought I was going to be indifferent to it. And right. I was kind of... Uh, maybe sort of indifferent to it, but definitely enjoyed it, I guess. Um, so go on then, Josh. What are your favourite things about this? Is Pierce Brosnan your favourite Bond? Um, I, it's so hard. I'm really one of those wankers now. Because I like the Bond franchise, I don't really have... They all have good and bad bits. I love them all, he says. Yeah, I, I do really like... I do That's really like... Fine. I, I do really like Daniel Craig, but yeah. Pierce Brosnan... It's like one of those... He's, Pierce Brosnan was my first... Okay, yeah, of course. So, it's good. So it hits differently Boston's, when it's your first. It, it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's painful when they leave, isn't it? That's the thing. Right. Um, yeah. No, um, <laughs> he he is he's the first one I got into. So his films, although they they do wildly different quality, have a, 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 a you know they are close to my heart, right? Mm-hmm. And the world is not enough is 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 one of those films. Now, this is not the best James Bond mm-hmm. film. I wouldn't say it's the worst James mm-hmm. Bond film, but it is very lowly rated, which is why I picked it. So, mm-hmm. okay, what did I like about it? Well, they get a lot of the Bond elements right. You know, okay, you yeah. go and see a James Bond film, depending on your different expectations. You know, one of the problems that people have with the Daniel Craig ones is that people say they take themselves too seriously. They're mm-hmm. not sort of, they've not got that cheekiness. They've not got the wink and the nod. They've not got the daft puns. They've not got the gadgets. They've not got all that stuff, which is also what a lot of people really, really like about the Daniel mm-hmm. Craig one. So it just depends what you like, what you're looking for. I think this gets the balance pretty right between mm-hmm. between what people want and what people don't want. So, you know, you've got great suits, locations, mm-hmm action glamour gadgets you know all those sort all, all the things that you expect so it, it does have that thing it has that little cheeky wink and a nod to the audience you know the way it's it doesn't take itself too seriously lots of you know very sort of stupid puns in there mm-hmm. some better than others some teeter on the you know really bad which i'm sure <laughs> which i'm sure we'll, we'll come on to I think this film's pretty well paced. It's more or less bang on two hours. It doesn't feel, mm-hmm. it doesn't drag, it, you know, from the opening to the finish. I think it's pretty well paced. It's a good action film. Mm-hmm. You know, it opens with, it's other than I think No Time to Die. This is the, so if you don't know the Bond films, they always start usually with an opening sequence that ends with the song. That mm-hmm. goes into the song where you've got loads of, usually it's a sort of visual almost like i don't really know what you call it but there's a it's almost it's like, like, a, it's like concept a, art from the story yeah, isn't it because in this one i think i saw yeah there's like animations of like oil not oil yeah, rigs but there's things that yeah that, like mechanical things yeah the old timey oil, oil diggers yeah yeah. Um, yeah so it's yeah like you say it's like it's like concept art set to mm. music to sort of make a little music video mm. um where you get all the cast and that's one thing you expect from a long film and it's and 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 you get that so in this as i was saying it's quite a long one where you actually get two action sequences 
Mm-hmm. Uh, not just one. You get him and Bill Bow in the banker's office, and then there's a boat, uh, a, a boat chase, um, speedboat chase, speed on the boat river chase. Yeah, Ooh. and I think I think the action's really good. Again, that's what makes a good Bond film: great action. Mm-hmm. But then you also get those little things, those little moments, Bond moments, if you will. So, like in this one, he goes underwater in the speedboat and he adjusts his tie, yeah. and it's just yeah. like it's those little moments where it's like it, it makes you go, you know. He's the guy everyone wants to be. You know, he is what Austin Powers is. You know, men want to be him. Women want to be with him. He's that sort of thing. And those little moments are really cool. And lots and lots of other films have taken what James Bond's done and improved it, changed it, and then that's then fed right back into what James Bond has been. So, for example, the Daniel Craig Bond films are pretty influenced by the Jason Bourne films. But without Jason Bourne... You don't without Bond. You don't get Jason Bourne in the first place. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there's no. There's always people who will poke fun at Bond and say things like, "Well, the Daniel Craig ones just ripped off Jason Bourne." It's like, yeah, but if James Bond didn't exist, you wouldn't have Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of people say JB, things like JB Jason exactly. Bourne, James Bond. Like they've not exactly um, been subtle though. Yeah. Have they? Or, you, or you'll get people who say, you know, the Mission Impossible films now are doing what the James Bond films used to do, but they're actually doing them better again. There's an argument to be said for that. Rogue Nation, uh, not Rogue Nation, Fallout, the last Mission Impossible film, was one of, for me, one of the best action films of the last few years. But without James Bond, that wouldn't be there, or it certainly wouldn't mm-hmm. be what it is. So I think it's got those really good Bond moments in it that make it feel like a Bond film, an action film that's glamorous and doesn't take itself too seriously. I think that it's pretty well um directed i think you can enjoy this as a standalone film like i said a lot of the bomb films before the daniel craig ones they're not linked together so until daniel craig and far as i know you get ones which might have the odd character that carries over so like felix leiter who is um uh jeffrey wright in the daniel craig bond films or he's been other actors is an fbi or cia agent who is james bond's friend and he appears in multiple films and he's he's been played by different actors um, so he's in, in different ones, but he's never it never really references other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of them. He has so he has he does have, for example, girlfriends who are in multiple films. Um, if James Bond can have a girlfriend, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so that sort of thing. Um, so I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought that um, it was a great standalone. I think that you can enjoy this as a standalone action film outside of James Bond. I thought it had a... So David Arnold does the music for this, who and he has done for a lot of the Bond films. I think he might have done all of the Pierce Brosnan ones. I think there's a great score in there. What they tend to do with James Bond films, and I don't really know how they figure it out, but the score informs the song, and the song mm-hmm. informs the score, so that you quite often get one repetitive piece of music that you hear a lot throughout it. And that, I think, really works in this one. That sort of... Which they use of The World Is Not Enough, which is the garbage song. It's not my favourite James Bond Bond song. It's not not up there in in the top James Bond songs. But, you know, it works as a James Bond song. Um, Mm -hmm. It has everything you expect. So I think it's good. Good supporting cast in there as well. Of course, the late, great Robbie Coltrane Mm. um, is in there as Zukowski. Judy Dench is M. A um, couple of other people. Goldie is in there for some reason. Um, I'll tell you one thing as well. It had a great game that went with it. A lot of people think that GoldenEye is, you know, is the peak of James Bond games. I I like GoldenEye, but I like a lot of the James Bond films. I'm one of those people that I just like them because they're James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me, I just liked it for all the reasons mm-hmm. that I like James Bond, really. What about you? So what did you like about it? I'm, I'd like, I'd be interested to know what you specifically liked or if really you were just a bit lukewarm on it. 
<laughs> so, I mean, some of the things that you have mentioned there, so that opening sequence where they're doing the speedboat chase down the Thames, that is brilliant. Like, it's exciting. Mm. Like, it is, it's adrenaline-pinching sort of thing. And because they're going down the Thames, so you've got, like, these brilliant aerial and wide shots of London. It all looks so impressive. The way they're manoeuvring the boats is so impressive. And this mm. is a, a, common the a common theme throughout, and I assume, and you'll be best better place to comment on this than me but it seems to be like they're just really professional slick and tight stunts oh yeah like the stunts yeah. are so like some of the best some of the best you're ever gonna see yeah sort of thing like it all feels really real like it doesn't feel like a film that would be enhanced by cgi mm. like it feels like that the power from it is from the fact that they're actually on the thames and they're actually driving these boats obviously it's not piers uh piers brosnan doing it what but, you know yeah, no, yeah, shocker. Um, and then as you're getting the sequence, like you said, you get these really sort of funny kind of nod to the camera moments. And I didn't I didn't fully expect it. And I suppose if that is because my I'm most familiar with Daniel Craig as James Bond and he doesn't do this as much, but like the thing where he goes underwater in the boat and he fixes his tie and almost looks at the camera to say, well, I've still got to look sexy even though I'm underwater. Mm. And then a little bit later, he speeds past a couple of police officers and sprays them with the river water. And this was pretty funny. And this just kept happening, especially more so in the first half. Obviously, as it ramps up, it gets a little bit more serious towards yeah. the end. But whenever you've got these big action sequences, there's all these jokes going on inside as well and I just wasn't expecting it um, the skiing action sequence as well was another one that really stands out for me again it's really visually impressive not just because of what the, the stunt performers are having to do and the equipment and all that but just the mountain range the snow all of that looks fantastic the stunts are brilliant the practical effects are brilliant and there's so many explosions yeah. like so many explosions and they look great and then at the very end you get a submarine explode and that's just fucking cool isn't it who like, does see that how often, how often do you see a submarine explode um and I think some of Piers Brosnan's performance and delivery was pretty entertaining. So there's a moment where he's shown an X-ray of his injuries. This is towards the beginning. Mm. And basically he's told that he doesn't have a clean bill of health. And he just grabs the X-ray out of the doctor's hands and throws it away as if to be like, don't give me your facts. I just need you to tell me that I'm fine and that I can mm. keep working. And I thought that was quite funny and just a funny little thing about his character. Um, and just in general, like I, like I said, I didn't realise how many quips and how many puns were going to be in this. And it's almost like within the film, James Bond isn't a real person and he's just being this character all the time, mm. which of course would make sense because he is a spy. And it's like, well, is his name even really James Bond? So I thought that was interesting. And I don't know if that is the sort of thing that the film was going for or if it is just indicative of the type of person James Bond is. But it feels like, for me, it was like, he uses that to keep no, up it's a, a, a wall. Yeah, it's mm. to keep up this barrier. He's like, well, I always have to be on. I always have to be acting because I'm a spy. Like, people can't know who I am. They can't mm. know the real me sort of thing. So I kind of thought that maybe it was a bit about that. I don't know if it is. I don't know if that's what they were going for or if he is just super into his dad jokes and his puns. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it just means that you never really get to know him mm. as a person, do you? Because he's always got this front up. Um, but that does make sense, given that he is a secret agent. Yeah, and that sort of that goes through a lot of the other films. So a lot of people say like a lot of people like Roger Moore because he mm. his was or a little bit camper, a little bit more funny, a little bit lots more puns and that sort of thing. 
Sean Connery. Even more. Sean, even so more Roger Moore's films than Piers the, the, Brosnan. There are some of the Roger Moore films that are basically almost carry-on films in the wow, matter of their puns. Wow, really? Um, I didn't realise that and this a lot is of, what and, they were all and, about. Yeah, and a lot of people liked them. And that's one of the things mm. I like about James Bond is they change with the... T- they change with the times. They change mm-hmm. with the actor. You know, Sean Connery's a lot more serious, but even he has more comic moments. Roger Moore, a lot more comic moments than Timothy Dalton. He took it right back to being serious. Well, oh, shitty. Um, and then Pierce Brosnan sort of balances it with a little bit more comedy than T- Timothy Dalton. Then Daniel Craig comes in and he is, you know, he is wildly considered to have made James Bond like a person rather than... Mm-hmm. Than, than you know a symbol a character or, 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 or a character yeah, or whatever yeah. but even then there is there even then there is a wink and a nod to him you know what i mean he's not entirely serious he's, he is mm-hmm. more serious but so but one of the things i like about that is you can you can watch james bottom films and have an entirely different experience depending on what mm. you like you know a lot of people really really like what daniel craig did a lot of people don't really like what daniel craig is for me, you can enjoy the Pierce Brosnan films and the Daniel Craig films. It, they, they all bring different things to the role, and that's what mm-hmm. I like about it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I like about Pierce Brosnan is he does, I think he gets the balance quite right between serious and, and not serious. And I do think he's good in this because it's easy to forget that behind the James Bond character and the suits and the sexiness and the glamour and the locations and the action, there is an actor. There is a mm-hmm. performance to be given. Absolutely. And, I, and you never... You never, for me, I was, I'm never watching him going, well, I don't buy him as a, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? You you just, I think he's always engaging. So we'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or perhaps anything that we would change. Um, So Josh, you've said it's very dear to your heart, but I know you're, (laughs) you're very good at at bringing a balanced argument to the table. Uh, So tell me, was there anything that you disliked about this film? Um, it was tough, this, because... Mm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. It's not the best Bond film. It isn't, isn't regarded as the best Bond film. Like I say, I, I, I have it's dear to my heart because it was the first one I saw. So it was difficult for me. It felt like a little bit like I was pissing on my childhood mm-hmm. trying to go through it. But the main criticism why, widely of this, and I'll see what you think about it when, when I say it, is that Denise, uh, is it Denise Williams? Denise, Denise Richards. Richards. Denise yeah. Richards, sorry. Denise Richards' character is often considered to be one of the worst, in inverted commas, Bond girls. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think, A, her performance is bad. I think the problem is that she's entirely underdeveloped mm-hmm. as a character. So apart from some throwaway dialogue about how... I think she's meant to be a Bond girl that's like, but she's a scientist and she's not bothered. You know, she's just she's work-focused. She's not bothered what men think of her. And it annoys her that her looks get in the way of her job. Is is I think that's what it's meant to be. But it doesn't really come across because it doesn't. They don't give her enough time to develop as a character, and that's mm-hmm. it. She's just not given much to do. Before you know it, there's a few lines of dialogue, and she's a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the criticisms. And then the wider script, there are some issues with the dialogue. You know, some of the puns are a little bit like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Like they're not. Yeah, we go you know, again. Yeah. You know, I remember. So there's a, obviously there's the famous joke in this is that the, so she is called Christmas Jones, mm-hmm. and at the end. Well, guess what happens? It's a James Bond film. And he says, I thought Christmas only comes once a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I, everyone in the cinema laughed. And like mm-hmm. nine-year-old me went to my dad. What does that mean? In like a pack, <laughs> in like a pack cinema. And my dad went, I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah, there right? you go. And I still don't know what it means. So uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so there's so that, you know, there are puns and then there are, no, it's just a bit gross, that really. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. There's a little bit of sort of, <laughs> dialogue and things happening that need to happen. So, for example, this was at the stage where they were trying to come up with more and more gadgets, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all the famous gadgets that everyone knows, the Aston Martin DB5 and the little helicopter he has and other stuff, exploding pen and gold mine, all that. But this got to the point where it was almost like they were coming up with gadgets and then writing the story around it. Mm-hmm. So what happens in this is, miraculously he has a snow jacket that turns into saving you from an avalanche yeah guess, exactly that's you know guess what yeah, happens that that, there's an avalanche <laughs> so it's a, it's a little bit like you can you just know what's coming mm-hmm. so there's a little bit with that um there's a little issues with the dialect for one at one point so the inciting incident is that an oil baron is killed and it's who killed him, and James Bond's going after him, and it turns out it was his daughter who was who sort of hated him, and and all this other stuff. Anyway, he is an oil baron. He's the head of this massive multi conglomerate, multinational conglomerate company. And someone, as they're doing the briefing, says, "We know it was someone close to him, but given the size of his organization, it could be anyone, anywhere." What? Mm-hmm. So it could be someone close to him, or so we know it was someone close to him. But given the size of his organization, so is it someone close to him or is it someone who's anywhere? Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say there are some issues with the dialogue and there's some issues with this plot that it's a little bit contrived. You could probably say that the use of the female characters isn't great, although the the villain is a female and she is pretty good in it, I'd say. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I am stretching a little bit because I've 
because I do like the film so much, but there's definitely issues with the plot and the script. Mm-hmm. One of the criticisms seems to be that the plot isn't good enough. I don't think it's the plot that's not good enough. I think there's just little elements that could have used with some improvement, but that that's pretty much it from me. What about you? Um, so one just sort of really broad, really broad point here, but essentially I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't care about the story and I thought the script was a bit cheesy and insincere. Mm. So sometimes I was a little bit unclear as to what was going on and what people's motivations were. I felt like some characters and some plot points were quite shoehorned in there and it just didn't feel authentic in any way. However, I have always assumed that that is the point of James Bond films. So Mm. like it's fantasy fulfillment basically for men, isn't it? It's a good looking guy in a suit who's very important, very strong, very athletic, and he gets all the hot babes and drives fast cars. And that's fine. And it's not too dissimilar to what most superhero films are today. It's just about someone who looks cool doing cool stuff. And that's fine. And I appreciate that there is a place for that. But it just meant that I didn't feel attached to anything that was going on. Like I didn't feel attached to the characters. I didn't feel attached to the story. You know, like when we did You've Got Mail, like I felt an attachment to those people and Mm. to the story. Um, And I just didn't feel that for this. And so that's obviously, it's, it's, it's not like it's a major thing. It just means... I wasn't invested in it. Mm. It means that I was a little bit distracted even as I was watching it. Mm. So I was like, I was watching it with Ollie and I found that we were every now and then having a conversation about something that wasn't the film. Yeah. And that's not typical. Like if if we watch a film for the podcast and if he chooses to watch it with me, it's like, well, we're watching the film. Yeah, if yeah. you want to talk to me, you can talk to me about the film because he's quite good. He'll sit there and start like looking at trivia and stuff and start mm. telling me interesting things whilst I'm watching. Um, is is he bothered this... on James Bond? Um, I don't, I don't think he is really. No. I, he's never, I don't think he's never really mentioned it. Like he hadn't seen this. Yeah. I don't think he's too bothered really. He, He's more into fantasy. Yeah. Like, that's his sort of... He Yes, this is what he said to me yesterday. He said, I don't want to be a secret agent. I want to be a wizard. So he obviously prefers fantasy films. Everyone's got their own thing, haven't they? Like, I... Exactly. Obviously, I I like James Bond as a franchise, but I also like other stuff, Mm -hmm. like Star Wars and the Marvel films and any comic book Mm. film and Harry Potter. You know, all the things. A lot of them are about escapism. It's just this, what this escapism is a little bit more based in a way, in reality than, say, mm. you know, Marvel or Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or whatever. So, I, and I know what you mean there, to be honest with you. I think, I think it's probably a case of James Bond being a victim of its own formula, which mm-hmm. is you probably can't engage because for a lot of the time there's no jeopardy because you know he's going to get the girl and save the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, for me, that formula is a comfortable old blanket and I like it. For sure. But I, but I can For absolutely sure. get you'd be watching it going, well, I can't engage with it. I think one of the reasons Daniel Craig was so successful is because he did, in a way, engage people. He made mm-hmm. him feel more like a bloke. Not like a bloke, more like a real person. It's like yeah. in Casino Royale. You've seen Casino haven't you? I have, yeah. So like when Vesper dies, you feel like mm. he is losing the love of his life, right? But there's mm-hmm. plenty of other Bond films where a Bond girl dies. And there's just a bit of like a, oh, well... You know, she shouldn't have lost her head. You know, there's all there's always jokes, and stuff. but in that one, you know, it feels like a person losing someone that he that he was close to. So mm. I completely get that because it's so formulaic, it's almost not designed for you to engage with it. Mm-hmm. Which, and I think, and, and yeah, that's the difficult. thing, and it's like because so much, and I was trying to this. I think this was this is why I didn't let it bother me that much, and even some of the. 
you know, maybe some of the attitudes and some of the treatment of certain characters and all this, I I kind of just forgive it all because you go into it and it's like, well, this is a James Bond film. I know film. what it is. You yeah. know what you're going to get. Yeah. If you're looking for something else, if you're looking for deep feminist, like, issues yeah. to be explored and, you know, and, and all that, that isn't what this is going to be. So you go into it and you know that. And I knew that. So I, I, um, I, uh, oh God, what am I looking for? I managed my expectations, yeah, shall yeah. we say. So all those things didn't bother me. Yeah. But just ultimately, I didn't connect to it in any way. It just yeah. looked kind of cool. And that's, sometimes that's enough. But for me, this world wasn't enough. <gasps> there we go. There we go. She's sharp, this one. <laughs> We'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception and determine Ooh. if it is underrated. Decision so time. I haven't seen this. So... What would you give it? I'd give it like a low six, probably. Okay, okay. Um, but in terms of what I think it got, well, you're saying when you say it's low and that you think it's underrated, that makes me think that it's underrated for a Bond film mm. and not necessarily in the grand scheme of all films. So when you say this is underrated, I reckon you're probably, I think maybe mid to high six. Mid to high so six. So I'm going to say 6.6 6 or a 66%. And what did, you say, what did you say you give it? Like a low six. A so low just a six. little bit lower than that, maybe 6.3, 6.4. Okay, okay. So, at the time of recording on IMDb, mm -hmm. it gets 6.4 out of oh. 10. Oh, there we go. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it 51% Ooh. and the audience give it 49%. Oh, crikey! Which, which works out about 54% on average oh of 5.5 out of 10. So, that's why I picked it. It's underrated. Josh, yeah. it is underrated. Thank I, you. I thought I thought you were full of it. I thought you were full of shit. I was yes. like, this Bond film didn't get 7.8, therefore it's underrated. That no, is what I thought I mean, this was going to be. It's not the best Bond film. It is fairly formulaic, but it's not five and a half bad. Nope, I completely agree with you. I okay. completely agree with you. And I wonder if some of those low ratings come from the high expectations of it because it's like, oh, it's a Bond film. it's a Bond Ooh, film. It's got to be good. It's got to be amazing. And it's not good. And it's, no, not that it's not good, sorry. It's not amazing, but it's not 50, what was that? 55, 54, I think I said. 54, it, 55. On average. That's and 49%, 49% was what was that, the critics? That's, That's low, harsh, isn't it? That. Do you know what I mean? That is harsh. Oh, are we saying underrated then? I definitely yes. reckon it's underrated. Well, there we go. The World Is Not Enough is our first James Bond film and it is underrated. Alice, I am, I'm made up with that. I might, oh, even, I might even pick another one. <laughs> I think pick. you should do. I might I make you, you watch Octopussy. Or, okay. Yeah, which, believe it or not, is a real James Bond film and not a porn. I think I've definitely heard of that one, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do it, man. I'm intrigued for sure. And what if I just pick all of them and then <laughs> eventually you'll have to have seen them all? <laughs> well, if you can make a case these, yeah. for each of them being underrated, I'll listen to you. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll pick one a year and then in 20... Well, I say 25 years, we'll have done them all. But if it takes us 25 years, they'll have made 
fucking 25 more 10 more or something so um so anyway world is not enough is underrated we'll be back next week with another episode to be announced so we look forward to you coming back uh, and joining us for that one if you'd like to get in touch with us in the meantime the email address is films and that pod at gmail.com we're on all the social medias if you just search for just films and that you'll find us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok we're always putting stuff out there so hopefully we'd like to hear from you uh, engage with us listen to us thank you very much for listening we do very much appreciate it we are on patreon as well so if you're looking for extra content bonus stuff uh, episodes a day early head on over and look for us on patreon and you'll find us uh, a couple of tiers there hopefully it's well worth your time and your money but any support is of course massively appreciated we're also on the television aren't we alice we are indeed. We are on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. That is every Friday evening from 6pm, me and Josh talking about all our favourite underrated and mm. underseen films. Yes, lots of ways to hear us, see us, and uh, thank you very much as ever for listening and supporting us. It really does mean a lot. Uh, until next week, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio! Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.